Hey guys, welcome to the 10th episode of the Foreign Lady Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth. I am so excited. We are at number 10 of the show. It's crazy how, you know, we started just a few weeks ago. Now we are on our 10th episode. And for this episode, I wanted to have on someone who is very dear and special to me. She's one of my closest friends. We've known each other for about six years, and she's literally like my ride or die. I love her so much, and I thought for the 10th episode that I would, you know, kind of chat with her, talk to her, and see what's going on, and just, you know, hear her opinions and stuff, and just, you know, have our girl chat on, on the episode, on the podcast. I interviewed, again, one of my really, really close friends. Her name is Velasca and I love her dearly. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode and I hope you guys, you know, learn something and get something from the episode. She's super smart, uh, super intelligent. She's awesome. She's beautiful. And I, again, I just love her so much. So without any further ado, let's get into the episode. Here is episode 10 of the Foreign Lady Podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it and definitely make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast and follow us on social media on Instagram and on Facebook at the Foreign Lady Podcast. Welcome to the Foreign Lady Podcast. Straight talk about current events and issues affecting women in today's society. This is not your run-of-the-mill opinion show. Elizabeth Allen is not afraid to have the tough conversations to help you navigate the complexities and oddities of everyday life. So listen up, because it's about to get real. Here's your host, Elizabeth. All right. So like I said, we have a very special guest. So without further ado, let's welcome Alaska to the show. Say hi, Alaska. Hi, everyone. Yay. I'm so excited to have you on today. Um, how are you doing? How's everything going? Um, you know, hanging in there. I'm, I'm just over this whole quarantine thing. Like, I get it. I know it's important. I I know why we're doing it, but I'm just done. I need to get out. I know it's it's really tough, and I know uh, Texas isn't like California, so <laughs> you guys are like really anxious over there to get out. Yes. Yeah, we're more calm over here. We're like, all right, let everyone do what they need to do. Like, I feel like we're more like chill, but you know that because mm-hmm. you know you're from here. Yeah, I don't know. You know, like I, I don't know what. What causes that difference? Like, you know, I lived there my whole life. I've been here for four years, right? You know, and I was just thinking about this earlier today, too. Like, why is it that over here we're in a hurry to just, you know, get back to normal lives and do everything? And I'm just so anxious for everything to be open again. And, you know, yeah. over there in California, just like, oh, whatever. We're going with the flow. Yeah, I guess it just, it's, like, really different from, like, state by state. And I guess also it's because, like, like you don't really hear a lot of the like you don't you haven't really heard about the virus that much in texas like i know it's there but the mm-hmm. i guess the major places that are hit that were first initially hit the most was california and new york so i think that's why a right. lot of people yeah. were yeah so i think that's why a lot of people are like hey let's just get this under mm-hmm. control and then but i feel like the other places that weren't really that affected they were like ah oh, let's just open it up it doesn't affect us here Right. I think that because we were kind of like one of the last ones to get hit hard. Yeah. You know, by the time it happens, we we're just kind of like, all right, we know what to do. Right. We get it over with. <laughs> all right. So before we get into more quarantine stuff, let's tell everybody like how we met, like how, how we became friends and just give them a brief little history of it. So we met when I was working for the company that you currently work for now. We don't have to say the name of the company, but that was in 2000 and 
13 or 12? I want to say, well, I started there 2008. No. Oh, geez. Pretty close, pretty close. I was like, wait, I don't know. You know how it is. The older you get, you just lose you track of all years and everything. Exactly. You forget stuff. Yeah. I just had my eighth year anniversary. So, yeah. Oh, so wow. I think that's when I met you, like that summer. Yeah, yeah. We met that summer and... But I don't think we actually like hung out outside of work until like a mu- like a mutual no, friend at the time, right? Right, yeah. So that's when we started hanging out. I actually, and, and you know, this is a no secret. Yeah. For some reason, I didn't like you. In the she didn't. Right? Yeah, she didn't like me <laughs> at all. And I get that a lot. Like a lot of my friends, for some reason, they think I come off like standoffish. Yeah, it's yes. it's a and defense like, mechanism. Like I'm really shy in like social environments, I guess. So it's sort of like a def- and also like stuck up kind of like you seem kind of like you're stuck up, you know? Yeah, she said I was stuck up. Like I know we used that word back when we were in high school. <laughs> yeah. But um, she was like, when we first met, I did not like you at all. And I'm like, I was yeah. super chill. <laughs> like I like I, anyway, I just didn't like talk a lot, and I was just like. Like, I was there, and I would be, like, social, but I didn't, like, really, like, socialize, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so we were end up, like, in the same, you know, hanging out together because of our mutual friends. Right. And I think it just kind of happened, right? So we went to, I think it was on um, that Vegas trip. Yeah, so it was a particular Vegas trip. See, every Vegas cures everything, you guys. Um, <laughs> so it was a particular <laughs> Vegas trip, and I was so nervous because she, you were going to be there. Another mutual friend of ours was going to be there. So so I, I told, and at the time, I didn't, like, I didn't know who she was. We, we all worked together. So this is all a group of friends, and we all worked together. But the only person I knew was one person, and then the three other ones I didn't really know. So we were going to be in Vegas for a weekend in the same hotel suite. <laughs> yes. So you can imagine my anxiety at this point. And it turned out really great. Like it was an awesome yeah. weekend, and that's that's yeah, how we, we all became friends. Yeah, yeah, and that's how you and I like started our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I don't know if I told you this, but even my sister, even my sister, not too long ago, she was like, you know, it's funny how things are. It's like she's the one person that you didn't like, and then you dated. Now she's like one of your closest. Friends. I know it's so weird. It's so weird. Like out of the group, mm-hmm. I think me and you are like more of like the closest. Even when you moved yeah. to Texas, I was the first person to be like, hey, I'm coming to see you. And you were like, yeah. are you like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to come visit you. And I went to visit and it was and we had a even like, greater time. And I feel like since then, like our friendship has just been really growing and it's been great. Yeah, the thing, yeah you came a few times already to visit me. Yeah. Which I really, really appreciate and love. Oh, of course. Like, I, you know, I, I always I always tell I'm like, I love this girl to death. Like she's you're like. I, I couldn't have gone through a couple of things I've gone through in my life, honestly, if without you. I mean, you know, we've had like Aww. our late nights where we like talk and just like share stuff. Yeah. You're an amazing woman and I love you. Oh, right back at you. I love you too. All right. So let's move on with the enough of the mushy stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. So like you mentioned, you, you moved to a whole nother state by yourself, which you yeah. know, it's it's hard. How how was that for you? Like, tell everyone, like, how you, by yourself, moving to another state, you didn't know anybody. You know, 
So the reason why I decided to do it is because for a few years now, you know, when I was in San Diego, I was feeling kind of stuck. I mean, I, I can't really say exactly why I was feeling that way. I just know I was feeling that way. Like, even though every, every aspect of my life, except for my love life, was great, you know, like I had good friends, I had a good family. Yeah. I was going out, I had a, you know, stable job, you know, everything that everybody wants, right? To be happy or needs to be happy. And for some reason, I just felt like I just needed something new. I needed something else. I needed to somehow be my own person and Mm -hmm. do my own thing. You need a fresh start. Yeah. Right. And make my own decisions without being worried about what anybody else was going to say. Not that, you know, my friends or family were always judging me or everything, but I think I was judging myself, which kind of made it seem like other people were judging me. Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy, I know. No, it's not crazy. I just needed something new. No, it's not crazy. Yeah. And, it's not yeah, crazy at all. Be- because there are a lot of people out there, let me just start off by saying that, that they wouldn't be brave enough to make a decision like that. You know, they would be like, they right. like they knew they needed something different in their life, but not a lot of people can deal with change, you know? Yeah, and it's hard. Let me tell you, like, I, man, I, I still kind of suffer from it a little bit, but insomnia mm-hmm. that I've had since I moved here, it's ridiculous. Like, the first two years, the most sleep I would get a night was like two hours. Wow. I just think it has a lot to do with just being, you know, in a different place or with um, what's comfortable to you. Away from, you know, the people that you would see every single day, your family, your support group, you know, and yeah. I really think that that's, that's what's real, uh, the biggest part of my insomnia, so... Yeah, I'm um, getting better now, though. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's all scary. If you moved, you know, to another place with, you know, a boyfriend or, or whatever, like it would be different mm-hmm. because it would just it would be, you know, you had another set of hands or another person helping you out through that process. But in this situation, mm-hmm. it was just you doing it all by yourself. So what right. would you yeah. like people out there who are listening who's like, you know what, maybe I need to make a change, maybe not like drastic as moving to another state, but just they need like they're feeling stuck and they're just like you know what i just need that little bit of like extra boost to be able to just make that decision and just do it like what would you tell them just do it just do it <laughs> don't think about it yeah just that <laughs> just simple do it. make sure you make sure you have enough money safe right mm-hmm. um, you know for for plan b in case something goes wrong or right. whatever yeah but just do it don't don't think about it too much just do it and i know it's kind of hard to say you know if if you have kids, I think yeah. if I would have kids, I probably wouldn't have made this move or it would have taken me longer to decide to do it. But if you're single or even if you have a boyfriend or husband, but you have no kids or anything that really ties you down to one place and you want to move somewhere, you know, just for a fresh start, just do it. Yeah, just do it. It's most likely going to be end up being one of the best decisions of your life. Amen. I do think that it's probably one of the decisions I made. I've, you know, I made new friends. I have a boyfriend now. Yeah, she has a um, man, you guys. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> you know, and I've grown in my, my work. So as far as like, you know, career wise. Mm-hmm. So it's all it's all been positive. It's all good it's things. All it's all good things. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, one of the things that we bonded over was traveling. Yes. Like right off the bat, we were like, oh my God, I found my, my soul sister. Like we both like to travel. What, what was your first yes. travel experience? Like, when did you realize, okay, this is what I, I need to do, like, forever? So, you know, some people, their first travel trip or whatever is, you know, a different city, mm-hmm. a different state. Well, mine was a whole totally different continent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess I would say, you know, my, my first time traveling really was going back to Honduras. 
Mm-hmm. But I was young, you know, and I was with my parents. It was family, so it wasn't like I could really do what I wanted to do. Yeah. So not to discredit that trip, but the trip that really just did it for me was going to Europe and living there for six months in Spain. Wow. Yeah. You That's t- what really gave me that travel bug, you know, and that feeling like I have to travel the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, that it was it was that trip. It was going to Europe, living in Spain, traveling while I was when I did my study abroad mm-hmm. for school. And yeah, that's what did it for me. You know, a lot of people, you'll be surprised, even in 2020, who hasn't even left their county. And it's it's a shame because there's such a whole nother world out there. You know, even, even if you just leave your city, like a lot of people are like, well, I don't have the money to travel. I don't have... Like, you can travel on the budget. Like, it's not that expensive to travel. Am I right? You're completely right. Like, there's so many things that you can do. I know a lot of people, you know, they're like, how do you do it? How do you travel so much? You know, and I'm saying, like, I'm not traveling because I'm rich. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not making six figures a year. Right. It's not, you know. I, I try to do it the smart way. You know, I try to, for example, go Airbnb instead of a four-star hotel. Right. You know, or... If you're going to be somewhere for a week and you're traveling in a group, you know, go to Costco, go to Walmart, get groceries so that you can have breakfast and snacks in there. You save money that way. So you don't have to be eating out all the time. You know, get yourself, a, I don't know, a 24-pack of beers or whatever you drink. <laughs> yeah. Make yourself drinks, you know, when you're in the place or bring with you when you're going out at the beach, whatever. You know, do stuff like that where you can save instead yeah. of having to spend a lot. You guys listen to her. This woman has been like, she, like, I, I go to her for tips. Like she's like, like I will call her and be like, Hey, I'm going blah, blah, blah. I need like, what do I need? Like she will break it down for me. So y'all need to listen to her. Okay. She's like, she's the queen when it comes to traveling. Okay. So for me, I want to be, I'm not there. Thank you. I'm not there yet, but I want to be. No, you're like, you're like up there. I'm like, I aspire to be her when I grow up. Okay. Okay. So for me, traveling is like a form of escape for me. Like when I'm stressing out or when I'm just like, oh my God, like my life is crazy. Or when I just need like, you know, to get away and like have some fun. That's like, that's what travel is to me. Like being in this quarantine is like, it's messing with me so much because I'm like, I can't even leave my house, let alone leave the country at this point. So what, what does traveling do for you? Like how does, how does that sort of, I guess, help you in a way? Oh man, I'm going to say probably the biggest thing where it helps me is it helps me be stressed. Yeah. I'm such a stressful person. Like everything stresses me out. Everything gives me anxiety, you know? And so traveling for me, is just a way of clearing my head and not worrying about anything. You know, the only thing I have to worry about is how am I going to lay on the beach? Today? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do, do I want to be like full body on the sand? Do you want to sit down? <laughs> you know, so it, it really, <laughs> it just really helps me be stressed. Like it just, I just feel so happy traveling and then just the whole you know seeing new faces eating new food doing something every day or even just hanging out in the hotel room in the airbnb wherever it is just sitting there watching tv or reading a book or whatever it is even that i just find it so peaceful and exciting at the same time yeah mine is food i just (laughs) you know me every time we get to a hotel we're like yo let's go let's go hit up the buffet (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay, so yeah, just trying things. It's yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing, and you know, like again, we're not asking you to start small, 
Like if you want to go listen to my very first podcast episode is about traveling. And, you know, there's so many great ways. There's so many things that you can do if you have to go to Costco and buy, you know, your drinks or to stay at an Airbnb instead of a fancy hotel or whatever it is. If you get a fly coach instead of first class, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. definitely there's so many ways that you can do it. And there are airlines and hotel deals all of the time. So you could definitely find something online for sure. Or if you plan ahead, you know, like if you exactly February. You plan for your trip in September, October. That gives you enough time to save money. Exactly. That's another great tip. You know, just another little quick tip, too. What I do is I have an automatic transfer from a bank account. Every time I get paid, Mm -hmm. I transfer a certain amount of money from my checking to my savings. This is my second savings, where it's my travel fund. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I don't even see the money, right? By the time I wake up in the morning to look at my bank account the day that I got paid, that's yeah, oh, it's that already, yeah. already transferred. So you'll be surprised how quickly that will add up. Yeah. See what I tell you guys. Smart woman. <laughs> I'm telling you. She is full of knowledge, you guys. Full of love. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So tell us one of your craziest travel experiences. I'll give you one of my most recent ones. So, you know, being from... San Diego, right, where the weather is 80 degrees Mm -hmm. year long. Yeah. I'm not used to the snow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't have any, you know, experience with the snow or any snow activities or just snow nothing, period. I think the first time I saw snow and touched snow, I was like in my early 20s. Wow. Yeah. So um, my boyfriend and I recently took a trip to Colorado to try skiing for the first time Mm -hmm. for New Year's. (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) We figured, you know, hey, let's go skiing. You know, we, we did a little bit of research because we were deciding if skiing or snowboarding, you know, which one would be easier. Everybody kept saying skiing would be easier. So we did that. We um, took a three-hour lesson. So, you know, so we can learn something, right, before just going on this big old mountain. Mm-hmm. Man, let me tell you guys, skiing is one of the hardest things to do. I do not recommend it. Don't do it. Just don't. <laughs> If you think about it, just stop it. When she sent me the video, I couldn't stop laughing. So hard. Like, oh, my God. I don't even know where to begin. First of all, just putting on the equipment is hard, right? I didn't, see, I didn't, until you sent it to me, I didn't realize there were so many things you have to put on. It's a lot, and it's heavy stuff. It, It is really heavy stuff. And, I mean, not to mention, you're already wearing a lot of clothes You know, we take this lesson. I think I'm ready. You know, I was not ready. So, <laughs> first of all, you know, I've only seen what's it called the little chair that takes you up to the mountain, right? Oh, yeah. I've yeah, only yeah. seen it on TV. I've never actually been on one, right? Mm-hmm. I know they kind of go fast and they don't stop. But, you know, this is my first time. I'm not thinking, you know, we're in line, we're next to get on it so we can go up the mountain to start skiing. Well, I'm over here taking my time, you know, so, I'm gonna, so I just go and sit down on one end. And then Brandon, my boyfriend, who's behind me, he's like, well, scoot over. What am I going to say? And I'm like, what? I don't know. And then all of a sudden, my chair just takes off. So I'm by myself. Like, he had to pick the next one because I wasn't starting up to give him room to sit down. I'm not tripping. I'm so scared of going up this mountain. And this is a beginner's mountain, which, by the way. It didn't look like a beginner's mountain. It was not. No. It, it did, did not, not look like it. So I'm by myself, you know, going up this mountain for the first time. I'm freaking out. I feel like I'm going to fall down. I don't know what to do. I don't even know how to get off of the lift once I'm up there. 
because again, you're supposed to get off fast, right? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to like as soon as you get off, you're supposed to start snowboarding or skiing, whatever is the activity that you're doing. Well, I get off and of course I fall down as soon as I get off, you know. And here I see all these guys rushing to help me, and I think it was mostly just to get me out of the way because the next, you know. Oh yeah, so the next people can come over. Yes, I'm trying to get up and I can't. Right? Oh my gosh, it already started bad. So I get up, okay, I start skiing a little bit, I fall down again, okay, I get up. I kept falling and falling and falling. And it just got to the point to where I just said, F this, I can't keep going, my bones are starting to hurt. You know, I was just giving up. Like, it was hurting trying to get up. Like, try to, the altitude is ridiculous. So, you know, I go to the gym three, four times a week. You know, I've been doing that yeah. for like a year. Mm-hmm. You would think that I'm an okay physical, you know, place in my life where I can fall down, yeah. get up, and be fine. Yeah. Well, when you're in that altitude, it's hard. Once you keep falling and trying to get up, like, yeah. you can barely breathe. Yeah, and because of all that, all yeah. Layers. And then you got yeah, all those layers so on, and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> I'm not even going to yeah, bother getting up. My and I said, how can I get off this mountain? He's like, you can't. You're going to have to ski down. And I said, well, I can't ski, so I'm just going to have to roll down. So <laughs> well, like, you're going to have to carry you know? me down, okay? And I was just, yes, I was just so scared. I had never told a guy this before. I told him, I said, I'm so scared that I feel like my poop is going to come out and I don't even have the urge to poop. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know what to do at this point. I'm like, I can't keep skiing. I keep falling. My my main problem was that I couldn't stop. Yeah. I did not know how to stop. I thought I did. I thought I learned it, you know, when we took the lesson. Yeah. But, oh, my gosh, luckily, magically, whatever you want to call it, this lady stopped by. She was like, are you okay? Because, you know, I was on the floor. And I said, yeah, I just keep falling. I don't want to get up anymore. Like, I'm done. And she said, well, why don't you call for help? And I said, what help? <laughs> you know, like this isn't an emergency. I didn't break anything. I yeah. thought the help was only if you broke something, like you needed to get, you know, off right. the mountain. Yeah. So like, oh no, they can send like a snowmobile for you or something to come. So I'm like, what is And I would have been like, call me the so, fastest snowmobile, the nearest one, the closest yes. one, ASAP. Yeah, so right. So they called them and they came. So I got evacuated off the mountain. <laughs> I don't care. People can laugh at me. I don't care. Like, Actually, you don't have a right to laugh until you've actually gone through. No, yeah, and then the next thing I I don't know, I don't know during what process this was. She's she texts me. She's like, "Don't ever go skiing again." Like, what happened? No, and then you know, okay, whatever. You know, get off the mountain. I said, "I'm done. I'm done with this. Never again." And then you know, you see five year olds, six year olds, they're skiing like nothing. Just you just see them coming down the mountain like nothing you know, oh like, i know yep it's embarrassing for sure i went oh, to when i my my fall story on the ice was i went ice skating for the first time in london and i bust my butt on the ice <laughs> I, I, like i fell butt first and i couldn't get up <laughs> And that's even harder because that ice is hard. And it's metal, that is so you know, Yes, it is. Off. I was sore for like days. And the sad part is you got, you see these little five-year-old, six-year-old, just my little my little niece. She she knows how to skate. And she's over here trying to help me up. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you, you did it. That's what I keep trying to tell myself. Like, I did it. You know, at least I already did it. I tried it. I can, you know, from my own experience, I can say it's not for me. I don't right. like it. You know, I, I don't recommend it. But hey, you know, you still yeah. want to try it. I certainly do not. Like, it was a it was a bad experience. 
but I'm so glad I did it. Right. But yeah. So that's one of my and you my see my latest traveling experiences. That is what is all about. Like that is what traveling is all about. Like you'll never forget this experience as long as you live, and that is what it is. Like you're yeah. making experiences. You know. Yeah, and you and you know me. As soon as I got evacuated off the mountain, because you know I did get evacuated off the mountain. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm ready for a drink or hey, two or three. Amen. And, and I really was. <laughs> okay, so before so we get into the heavy stuff, let's talk about Brendan. Okay. You guys are the cutest couple ever, I just have to say. He is such a nice guy. When I met him, I, I was like, yes, he, yeah, you guys complement each other perfectly. How long have you guys been dating? How is it going? Can you send some of that, you know, magic, whatever you got my way so I can get, get myself a man? <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I, I knew where that magic came from um, because, you know, I was single like my whole life pretty much. Yeah, we were single for a um, Well, you're you're not single anymore, but we were like the single club for a minute. We were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got lucky. I was it was a blind date, you know, just one day. I don't know where friend and her fiance. I was hanging out with them at their house and she said, hey, you know, he has a friend that we think will be great for you. Even if you guys don't end up being together romantically, we think that you guys will hit it off as friends, mm -hmm. you know, and then they started telling me about him and I said, sure. Yeah. You know, I'll meet him. You know I mean? It doesn't hurt. If anything, I'll get, you know, dinner out of it. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so they gave him my number and he reached out and that's the, how it happened. The rest that is history, there. as they say. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, we're, yeah, we live together now. I never thought that I would ever see that happen. I know, you're not the only one. I think everyone. I, like, I was like, everyone was surprised. Wait, what? <laughs> because, like, with all the conversations we've had, like, I've seen you, like, it's not like you haven't, like, dated. You've dated people before during the times we've known each other. But I've never mm -hmm. seen you the way you act with Brendan. I've never seen you act that way with anybody else ever. I know. I know. Let me tell you a story really quick. We were in Chicago with my sister and her husband. And I think the beginning of November, dates doesn't matter. But anyways, I, I turned around. We were in an Uber. And I turned around to tell Brandon something. And I say, hey, babe. And then my sister and her husband just look at each other. And then they look at me with like, are you still Christ? faces and then my sister looked at her husband and she's like yes you heard right she said the word babe <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you're not the only one everyone's all surprised no it's it's great because when you find that person like it's weird like you it's not like you change or anything like that but you're open to like you know what i mean right it's like you just have this feeling yeah. like okay i don't know where you were this whole time but i can't imagine myself being in this world without you right right and yes and the thing is that i'll see my friends family members whatever in their relationship and i was getting to the, to the point where i thought there was just something wrong with me like i was not wrong with me but i just wasn't meant to be with anyone yeah well and i've had that feeling a couple I thought times that maybe it happened for me and i somehow missed the opportunity because yeah. i said something wrong or i didn't realize it you know so i would ask people how do you know? How do you know when whoever you're with, like they're the one? And every, almost everybody would say, you just know. You yeah. just know. You just have a feeling. And I'm like, what? No, that doesn't make no sense. Like, there used to be a clear sign. Like, you don't just know. How right. do you just know? Where does this feeling come from, you know? But they were right. You literally, you just know. You just know, yeah. 
feel it, but you can't really explain it. Well, I have to say that whatever it is that you guys have, it it's working for you. Like you guys are so cute together. You guys are great together. And the way he like I've seen you guys around each other and the way he loves on you and he just treats you like the queen that you that you are and the way that you deserve let me just say that and he's such a great guy and you know i wouldn't say that about anybody like i'm a i'm a very tough cookie yeah, to impress for sure and i definitely gave him yeah. the business initially <laughs> like I, I, I i quizzed him and like you know i'm like i'm watching you okay and he passed and yeah. he, passed. he, he sure did and he wasn't even scared you know like i, I kind of gave him a warning and i said hey you know let's ask me for permission to talk to you you know just to make sure you know that that you're real that you're okay mm-hmm. and he was like yeah bring it tell her to bring it on <laughs> yeah and i brought it and he was like on it and i was like okay okay and i text you that same day and i was like he's a keeper yeah yes yes you did yes you did well i wish you guys nothing so anyone who's listening anyone who's listening you know you're not sure if your man's a keeper talk to elizabeth She'll oh my god you know find a way to find out <laughs> i will find out for you okay I got your back. Definitely let me know. I got your back. Well, you guys are great. And I wish you guys nothing but the best. I would say invite me to the wedding, but you don't do all that stuff. But invite me to the reception, the the party. There you go. The commitment, the commitment party. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we're going to move on to some heavy topics right now. We've gotten all the, all the, you know, Uh the light stuff away. So let's, let's dive into it. All right. So we're going to, we're talking about coronavirus. When this thing first started, I was one of those people that was like, eh, like, how bad could it really be? You know, because everything we heard on the news yeah. was like, it's like the flu. And I can't remember if we talked initially, like during when it all started and we were just like, like, it'll pass. Like, it's just like the flu season or whatever. And I remember you were yeah. feeling sick, too. Like, you were sick really, really bad earlier on. And this was before, yeah. like, we started hearing about it. But you had, like, the really bad flu. And I'm like, well, it's probably just like, you know, a flu that's like another strain. And, you know, they were warning us that this season was going to be super bad. What were your thoughts on everything that's like happening as it started like unfolding and we started realizing oh wait it might not just be like a regular flu like did you think it was going to be this intense no not at all and i am one of those i have to admit it i'm one of those people that kind of have that mentality as i'm like oh it's not gonna happen to me it's not gonna happen to my family yeah you know so at first i had that mentality of whatever it is what it is it's not that big and i'm making it a bigger deal like i'm going to continue on with my life i'm going to continue going to the store to the gym you know i was going to the gym up until the day i closed it yeah you know because i i unfortunately wasn't taking it that seriously i just thought it was it was nothing and they were just making a big deal about it and yes I was sick um, in the beginning of the year for like a whole month. I had a really high fever, body aches. You know, I did, they did tell me that it was the flu. But Brandon thinks that um, I actually did have the virus and that he saved my life because he's the one that, you know, is caring for me. <laughs> he keeps saying that he saved my life. And who knows? Maybe I did have it. I don't know. You know, like I got sick as soon as I got back from Hawaii yeah. in January, at the end of January. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my nephews got sick. My sister got sick. My brother-in-law got sick. My mom got sick. We were wow. all into Hawaii together. I did not take it seriously at all. You know, I didn't think it was going to get this bad. I've never imagined, just like the rest of the world, probably never imagined that we yeah. were all going to be quarantined. No, it's crazy. Okay, so we don't really talk. I mean, we talk very little about politics, but not that much. Like, our, I've... I, I feel mm-hmm. like our friendship isn't really like based on like it's based on a lot of things. But we for some reason, we try mm-hmm. to avoid politics. But mm-hmm. how do you think 
our leaders right now are handling this situation? I mean, I have my. Oh my <laughs> That's a loaded top uh, question. I know. You can be as as vague、uh, as you want. You don't have to go into detail. You could just be like they yeah, suck yeah. or whatever, you know? you know, or they're great. Yeah, yeah. You know, living in Texas,、yeah. I already didn't talk much about politics, and it's mostly because I'm not well informed myself about stuff.、Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't want to talk about something that I don't have all the facts about. You know what? I'm so happy you said that. I'm so happy you said that because there's so many people out there who just spew nonsense and aren't educating themselves. If you don't know anything about the topic, either educate yourself or don't talk.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I don't know enough about something, I'm just not going to say anything. Or I have no problem saying I don't have enough facts for me to form an opinion.、Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I always kind of stayed away from politics because it's, it's never been interesting enough for me to get all the facts,、right. unless it's a really important topic, right? So that's that's kind of like why I kind of stay away from it. Like you'll never see me posting anything on social media about it. Yeah, you know, not that I judge others that do it, whatever. That, but it's just funny to me how sometimes I see people go at it about things, and it's like. Dude, I don't even have all the facts, but I know that what you're saying is wrong.、Mm-hmm. You know, but to answer your question, I, I don't know. You know, our president is not the best president. He's not the smartest president. I think that there are times that he does have good intentions. He just doesn't present the information correctly, which makes everybody think or see him as someone who's not smart. Who doesn't know what he's talking about?、Mm-hmm. But it could be that he does. He just doesn't know how to present it correctly, right? Right. And I feel like that's us. But but that's I think what makes him relatable. I think that's why people like him because he talks like one of us. He right. Talk like a politician, you know, with all these big old words and stuff. He talks like a or whatever, like a child.、But、I do think yes, I do think that if it was somebody else. In his position, we would be in a different situation.、Mm. Because I mean, I, I can't say that I would handle it better. Because shoot, I wouldn't even know what first thing to do. Right. You know. Right. But because of the way that he is, he's very impulsive. He's very kind of like all about his ego and all about being the best. And, and that's why you have through. Yeah. And what you just said, you said you wouldn't even know where to start. But I'm sure you would find people who know what to do. Yes, I would educate myself. You know, right. Find a way. It's like I was telling Brandon. I was like, okay. You know his one of his latest mistakes, the whole you know injecting the confessions. Okay, yes, I kind of know what he wanted to say, but he didn't say it correctly. You know, See, I didn't even、like、know what he, he was trying to say. Information <laughs> until somebody told me on Facebook. I'm like, what? Like, did he just tell people to go ingest Lysol? What? And, and that's how I found out. Yeah, and that's how I found out because I saw somebody else talking. Well, this is what he was really trying to say. Okay, well, as a president, he should have prepared his speech better. Exactly. That, you know what I mean? Exactly. Presented it in a different way so that we wouldn't be thinking here that he's all stupid, you、mm-hmm. know, because he's trying to tell us to inject disinfectants in our body. So that, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like the whole presenting the information the right way for us to know. But I feel like any other president will be smarter and more prepared so that we wouldn't be wasting or not wasting, but spending all this energy giving him all this negative. Feedback could actually focus on the real issues, right? Focus on what matters, like you know, testing people,、yes. actually testing people to find out if they have the virus and not making them pay for it. Like, come on, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just feel like if there was somebody else in this in this position with this power, it would be different. I agree with you, and I think in a better way. Couldn't agree with you more.、Um, so. As we all know, there's been some protests going on, and good old Texas is part of those protests. 
<laughs> Good old Texas. Texas is such a special place. Like, as much as I come there to visit you, it's, I don't know, it's just a, a very special place. I love their barbecues, but they politics is a little <laughs> off for me. Yeah. I understand why some people are protesting because of the economic factors. Not a lot of people are are blessed to be able to either work from home or continue to get paid or, you know, there are people whose businesses are are running into the ground because of this. And I totally get it. But when you have people who are protesting to open the economy so they can get a haircut, I, I just don't understand that aspect of it. What do you what's your thought on the people that are protesting, like just for us to open our country back up? Yeah, well, you know, I I don't know yet. I don't know how I feel yet. I'm kind of torn because it's like I'm tired of tired to be at home. Yeah. You know, I, I want to go and get my nails fixed. You know, I want to go and get my hair cut. I want to go back to the gym because the gym was making me feel good about myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I get that part. I get the whole part of like, I need this. I need this, you know? And then it's not really I need. We don't really need it. We want it, right? right? It's mostly we want it. You know, I want this. I want this. You know, so I, I get it. I get that desperation. But I also get the fact of we're not ready. We're not ready because there's still so many cases out there. You know, we still mm-hmm. don't have a cure. You know, how is like, is it even worth it for small businesses or any business to open up just to have one customer come in at a time? Like they're going to probably be spending more money on right. know, electricity, paying their employees just to treat or take care of one customer at a time. But I don't know. You know, I'm not in business like that. So I don't know. That's what I'm kind of torn. It's like, I do want them to reopen because I want to get out. You know, I'm done. But I also feel like we're not ready because we don't have the care. We don't have, you know, we still have so many cases. So, right. Yeah, I'm torn. <laughs> no, I know it's a, it's a tough situation because, no, you're right. Because I do get the fact that, yes, everyone's angsty to, to get out. Everyone wants their lives back. Everyone wants to go back to the way things are. But the fear of it is that what if we do go back and it becomes 10 times worse? You know, like we don't have, like you said, we don't have a cure. We don't have a vaccine for this thing. We're getting new cases every day. And then even people are not ready to go out yet. You know, for even the businesses that are open, a lot of them don't have customers because people are anxious to go back out and start their lives again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's a tough situation definitely to be in. And like, I, I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, I'd rather be cautious than rushing back into it. And then everything and then we have to start all over again. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I also get it. I see, you know, also on the side of the business side, right? These small businesses, like this is their whole income. Mm-hmm. So if they can't open their business, they have no income coming in, you know, yeah. and who knows? Yeah. Unemployment, you know, stimulus checks, whatever, you know, the little help that they're getting. It's not enough. But it's just not it's not enough, especially if I look at my five, you know? Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it's a rough situation. And, you know, I do hope that the protesters can, there's been a lot of talk about them a lot. Some of them, not all of them, you know, bring in weapons to these rallies and, yeah, and which ri- is never justifiable. Right. And then not, not to mention, think about, you know, the people that are here, like on a work visa yes. or just illegals, right? Yeah. That, you know, they, they can get a stimulus check. They can get unemployment. Yeah, no, you're you know, right. It sucks for them, too. Yeah, it's a tough situation all around. We're all hoping that at some point we can open back up. Like, that is what we hope 
that the economy can open back up so everyone can go back to their lives everyone can go back to work businesses can open again i just don't know when that will be like when is too soon when is it too soon Mm -hmm. but hopefully you know we can all figure it out and do you want to leave the listeners with any words of encouragement those who are you know at home in our situation that are just like like antsy like you're you know any any last words you want to say on that topic you know, I've, I've mentioned several times already that I'm done. I'm over this quarantine. I'm yeah. to get out. But one of the things that does help is just going outside for a walk. Yeah. You know, Brandon and I started doing this because we have to find, you know, an alternate way. We can't go to the gym. We started going on walks. And I can't tell you how much of a difference that makes just getting out and getting that fresh air and just moving. Like, it helps. And then another thing, too, I've not. You know, no judgment or anyone, you know, that's into religion. I'm not really a religious person. But yeah. lately, I do believe in the whole count your blessings thing because, you know, there's people that have it worse than us. There's, at least, there's, you know, I still have my job, you know, I'm working from home. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I can't go anywhere, but at least I have income coming. At least I have a partner that I'm with that, you know, I can talk to. So they imagine the people that are by themselves. Yeah. Right? They live by themselves. Or kind of like me, what if this would have happened to me the first year that I moved here? Right. You know, who was I going to spend my time with? Because I wasn't living with anyone. Yeah. You know, or the people that have lost their jobs. So it's like, you kind of, you have to count your blessings. Oh, definitely. And be grateful for the good things that you do have that I'm, some others are not so fortunate to have that are having, you know, going through worse times. Yeah. No, you know, you're absolutely right. And, you know, I, I'm religious. But yeah, I, you know, yeah. I, I count my blessings every day, pray every day. And I'm just so lucky that I'm in a position where, I don't have to worry as much, you know, I have my, and you know, Mm -hmm. you know, like everything, I'm not ready to share it right now, but you know, everything that Mm -hmm. happened. I'm just so blessed to be here and to be alive and to be healthy and, you know, don't have to worry about finances and, you know, my, my family's healthy. Like, like you said, we just have to count our blessings and thank the Lord and, that's all we can do during this time. Okay, so our last uh, topic for today is mental health. I've been a little open about my mental health stuff. You know, some of my mental health stuff. I've been seeing a therapist. I believe I've been open about open about that. And during this time, I I was talk I was having one of my sessions with my therapist. Um, since we're doing it over the phone now, I told her I said, you know what, being in the house right now and having all of this stuff happen. It's so easy, especially if you deal with like depression or some kind of mental health to sort of wallow in that because you're home, you're stuck, you don't really have anything to do. And those emotions are just like 50 times heightened. You're stressed out, especially if, you know, if you don't know when your next meal is coming from or, you you know, your next paycheck is coming from, whatever it is, all of those stress just kind of adds to it. And then you just get stuck in this cycle and then you're home at the same time. Mm -hmm. What are you, what are you doing to sort of check in with yourself and say, Hey, okay, I know you don't have any mental issues, but everyone gets stressed out sometimes. (laughs) I do. I, I, I think I find my stress. um, That's what I mean. Like real, real issues. But I I have seen my stress and my anxiety kind of like my own mental issues. Mm Mm-hmm. The reason why is because I just stress so much about little things that I really shouldn't. Yeah. So that stress just builds up, you know, stress here, stress there, builds up, builds up to where like I get to a point to where I just can't handle it any, anymore. Mm-hmm. And the way that I show it is that I become moody. You know, I, I just get in a bad mood or I kind of 
get into this little hole. Yeah. Not necessarily this depression, but into this little hole where it's like, I just want to be in bed all day. I yeah. just want to sleep. I just don't want to do nothing, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like my mental issue. I'm really bad, you know, to answer your question, I'm really bad at checking in with myself and kind of like getting myself in line and say, okay, get it together, you know, like get out and do something or get out of this hole, out of this mentality. I'm, I'm kind of bad at that. I think Brandon and he probably doesn't even realize it, but he kind of helps me with that. Yeah. He'll notice that I'm in a bad mood when I haven't really noticed it, you know, or she'll be like, are you okay? I've noticed this and noticed that. And I'm like, I'm fine. And then because he asked me that, like a few hours later, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I am acting kind of different. And I, and I started thinking about why am I acting this way? And I'm like, man, lately here is because I'm just done. I'm done being at home. I, I need to get out. I need, I need that physical activity of the gym. And I know you mentioned in the gym, but that's big for me. Yeah. You know, because a lot of my mental health, my well-being, is being able to go to the gym because I feel better about myself. Right. You know, so that's kind of like how I realize, like, man, this is really getting to me, you know? Yeah. And so I don't, yeah, I'm really bad at checking in with myself. I know I need to get better with that. I don't know, like I said, the one thing that has been helping me is going out on these walks, you know, like just getting out for an hour, getting that fresh air. And that's you know, important. Helping, or it's very, very important. Yeah. Yes. Or having a glass of wine, that helps me too. Hey, <laughs> I just cracked open a bottle today, so I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I used to be very bad. I knew from, I guess, in my 20s that I had like, like, I'll get these little episodes where I would feel weird. And I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to do anything. Or what. Like I would feel it when I'm like stressed out or when something wasn't going right in my life. And usually the person who like would talk me off that ledge was my mom. And so mm-hmm. I didn't really realize how much she helped me so much until you know, she passed away and she wasn't here anymore. And then mm-hmm. it was after that, that it just kind of like the floodgates sort of opened up and all of a sudden mm-hmm. all these emotions just started, fl- like I just started getting flooded with them. And I remember t- I talked about it in one of my episodes, I was in bed for three, four months where I didn't do anything. I wasn't in, in, and I don't like, sometimes I don't share this with you because I feel like embarrassed you know, that's no, no, I know that. And I know you would never like, I know that's not the type of person you are. All right. Wow. That was, we covered a lot during this uh, episode. Yeah, (laughs) we definitely did. I mean, you and I, you know, we can talk forever. I know. I'm like, let's like, I'm just like, okay, you know what? I'm going to try not to like go off because whenever we talk, we just go on like other stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to try to stick to the topics and not veer off into something else but yeah it was Mm -hmm. thank you so much for coming on the show i really appreciate it you know it's always fun talking to you yes definitely tell brendan i said hello i will and thank you so much for joining us today listeners uh please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcast make sure you check us out on social media and i want to thank walaska once again for joining me on today's episode thank you guys so much for listening Say bye. Bye. Love you. Love you. Thank you for listening to The Foreign Lady with Elizabeth Allen. If you enjoyed today's show, please rate and review to help others find the podcast too. And be sure to subscribe so you're the first to know when the latest episode drops. Join the conversation on Facebook and Instagram at The Foreign Lady Podcast. See you next time.